Welcome to the Teaching Tax Flow Podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Welcome, everybody, back to Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. Again, Happy New Year. Now we're in the second week of 2023, episode 13. So what does that mean to, to us? Uh, this is actually interesting because I don't think we really had a good topic to talk about when we were figuring this out in our schedule. And somebody reached out and asked one of our members of TTF, Teaching Taxable, one of our community members. And Chris, if I remember right, it, it was it was interesting, but then it's a common one. So before we jump into that, Again, I'm John Trapalski, co-host of the Teaching Tax Flow podcast. To my right, the bald, better-looking, smarter, elder gentleman. We just call him Chris, Chris Bacuro, our CPA, our genius, the brains behind TTF. How you doing, brother? This bald head's not going to be able to get out of the get through the door if you keep <laughs> pumping me up like that, but I am doing wonderfully. Man, we can't even print you business cards if we wanted to because of all the acronyms you have. It would be like a three-line thing. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that. We... That's all right, though. I've enjoyed not having business cards for almost three years now. We'll we'll just tattoo it on you. We'll be fine. QR code. (laughs) We need a QR code on your back shoulder. All right. So so this topic, again, is is interesting. And I love pulling from questions that people ask us or things we hear at conferences and, and kind of throwing it into the mix. So again, Chris, I don't remember exactly how they worded this, but it had something to do with they had made a donation either at a Goodwill or a Salvation Army. It was a significant donation, I believe, um, of home goods or home decor items and clothing items, and they dropped all this stuff off. And I believe they said they they were super excited about it because it was thousands and thousands of dollars of, of what they deemed as the value of all this stuff. So our title of this really is just breaking down, right, the differences and how they work between itemized and standard deductions. So passing the baton over to you, my man, kind of break those apart for us a little bit. Similarities and differences. Well, that was a very good question. And um, we get this question often in the teaching tax flow ecosystem, itemized versus standard deduction. Which one should you go with? In general, you're going to go, you know, so we're talking about a personal tax return. Each personal tax return filed is granted a standard deduction. That deduction number is used to reduce your adjusted gross income in calculating taxable income. So let's start with the standard deduction first. The standard deduction changes every year. It goes up a little bit by a little bit with inflation typically, and it depends on your filing status. Um, So that's... And and that's, Chris, not to to cut you off completely with that, but so... I'm sure there's differences, right, between personal and business, obviously, a little bit. Maybe maybe it's the same. Maybe it's a little different. But then also, too, like, let, let's look at this from a, you know, from a standpoint of somebody dropping off smaller donations, you know, when you're getting the, the tax slips occur, the deduction slips across the counter. But also, you know, maybe we get into this one. Maybe we save this for a little bit later date. But, you know, donating vehicles or boats, mm-hmm. I think, is now a big thing, too. So, well, there's special rules for donating vehicles and boats or anything over $5,000. But let's go back to standard deduction. So for 2023, the standard deduction for someone that's married, filing jointly or surviving spouse is $27,700. That means if someone has $47,700 of adjusted gross income, and they have no deductions, 
they can just get an automatic $27,700 deduction for single and married filing separately taxpayers. It's $13,850. And then for head of household taxpayers, it's $20,800 for 2023. So if depending on your filing status, you get an automatic deduction from your income, from your adjusted gross income of one of those three figures. That's our starting point. And not to interject too much again, but let's, let's backtrack a little bit. You, you mentioned those three filing statuses. So not diving into them again in any detail. Obviously, there's single married filing separately. So that's one category. Yep. So you're married, you're filing separately, individual. Then you're married jointly. So you're filing together, obviously. What's head of household for those that don't know what that means? Head of household is a, a special filing status for someone typically that's unmarried, but has qualified dependents. So that's definitely a topic for another show. Perfect. Perfect. I just wanted to clear that up in case somebody didn't know what it was. Here we go. Kind of rolling out good show topics as we go along, but Absolutely. all right. Let's, so let's get back to business here. Standard deduction. We told you the amounts um, are very easily, easily accessible online. You get that standard deduction, no matter what you also, as a taxpayer, you could either be filing with someone else or individually, you get to add up other deductions, which we call itemized deductions. Itemized deductions are reported on a form Schedule A that is attached to your tax return. And if your itemized deductions exceed the standard deduction, then you will enjoy taking those itemized deductions and offsetting your taxable income. So whichever one is higher is the one that you're going to take, and that's on a federal tax level. States, not all states can form with federal tax. There are some states that give you credit for itemized deductions. Most states just give you a standard deduction. Uh, but this is a this is a show that's focused on the federal taxation. So think about it like that before we start diving into these bags of clothes and all the all the frequently asked questions that we get. You either get the standard deduction or you get the itemized deduction, whatever's better. If you have the itemized deductions, you file a form schedule A and attach that to your personal tax return. And that's on a year-to-year -year basis. It's important show topic today, not only because of the question we had in TTF, but also this is the time of year you start collecting your tax documents to determine what you need. And what I see a lot are people that spend a lot of time collecting documents that really won't help them <laughs> or deductions that won't help them on their tax return. Because as you know, Johnny T, one of the three laws of teaching tax flow is that cash flow does not equal tax flow. And let's talk, and we're going to dive back in your buddy that gave away those gener generously gave away those bags of clothing. But what we have to determine is what's the tax benefit of that deduction. And it, it could very well be nothing. Mm -hmm. Just because my take one, one of my main takeaways from, from this podcast is that just because, just because something's tax deductible doesn't mean that's going to reduce your tax because it doesn't mean that you're actually going to take it as a deduction because you might take the standard deduction. And with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, that standard deduction for married filing joint and surviving spouse filers is $27,700. The other very important thing to understand is that under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, what we call in the business your SALT tax, state and local income taxes, that deduction is limited to $10,000 if you're married jointly or 5,000 unmarried. So you could donate a $20,000 vehicle, but you far exceeded what that cap is. So Not exactly. A donation is a different category of different type of itemized deductions. We're specifically talking about 
taxes that you paid. So let's say you are a California resident, you have $400,000 of income, you probably paid about $35,000 of California state tax. Before the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that $35,000 would be a deduction on your federal tax return. Now that deduction, assume you're married, is only $10,000. And that means state income tax, state sales and use tax, property tax on personal residences. That category is only is capped at 10,000. Because of that cap, that means that your other deductions would have to exceed if you're married over about $18,000 for you to itemize your deductions. And I'm sure that's that's one of the questions that a lot of people may have. Actually, they probably don't have that question because there's probably a lot of misunderstanding around that, right? Like obviously a a, t- a deduction is not a credit, which is a whole nother right. topic. So, well, and that dovetails right into what we want to talk about today next. And that's a great point. Remember, cash flow does not equal tax flow. So let's talk about the situation where we had one of our one of our members generously donate several bags of clothing and household items. Okay, first of all, it's good that he it's good that he donated them. There's a there's a non financial benefit to that. So I don't want to just gloss over that. The feel goods, the, the, the feels, all the feels. Yes. So in this situation, he will get a. When you donate non-cash items, you get the um, you're going to get a deduction for the fair market value of those items. It doesn't matter how much he paid for those items. The fair market value of those items, the rule of thumb is going to be about sixty to seventy dollars per bag, or maybe twenty percent of the retail value. That being said, there are several resources that you can find, especially the like Goodwill and. Um, Salvation Army, if you take the time to itemize everything that you donated, the deduction is going to be greater. Okay, so let's make a couple assumptions. Let's say that this gentleman had donated $4,000 worth of items, which is a significant amount. There are special rules if you donate more than $5,000 and, and, and other non-cash items, like I said, for like air, you know, airplanes, boats, cars, planes, trains, and automobiles, there's appraisals needed. Um, but let's assume he has legally and ethically donated $4,000 worth, worth of items. And let's say that he does have the proper receipt. I actually encourage people to take pictures I mean, of their vehicle showing those bags of clothing. But let's assume he has a $4,000 deduction. John, you were 100% correct when you said that does not mean that he's going to reduce his tax by $4,000. You're not walking away with a, you know, check, <laughs> you know, in your mind where, oh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to get this money back or, you know, I, I dropped off one bag and I'm going <laughs> to, regardless what people think, well, I'm going to tell them that it was worth $4,000. Obviously, there's there's some morals involved in that as well. But I think that's really an important piece because I know, I I mean, I remember us talking about this multiple times back in the day and I do hear it come up a lot, just the difference between those, right? Absolutely. So let's assume that this gentleman donated $4,000 worth of clothing and household goods. The first thing you have to look at is does this gentleman take the standard deduction or itemize? From a federal tax perspective, if he takes the standard deduction, John, this is your, this is a quiz. Mm -hmm. How much tax would he be reducing by donating the $4,000 of clothing? The standard deduction? If he takes the standard, yes. It wouldn't do anything, right? Dang, you're getting good. Well, I hang out with smart people. So. so he would get no tax benefit. You would actually, I mean, not, not, to, not to pull from the, the feels, but maybe 
you could do something. I mean, not just saying, oh, I'm going to drop it off and, and do good. You don't want to throw stuff in the garbage, obviously, but there's time invested in that. And, you know, we don't want people to think, right, that you're going to you're going to be benefiting financially from this if you take your standard deduction. Exactly. So, if yes, yeah, so if he donated, he takes a standard deduction, there's no tax benefit. If he itemizes his deductions and he's in the 22% marginal tax bracket, okay, then what would happen is he would receive a tax benefit if it was $4,000 at the 22% marginal tax bracket, he would see a tax deduction or tax benefit of $880. So that is significant. That might be worth not having a garage sale. Okay. So, and then if he's somewhere in the middle, sometimes those donations can boost you over that limit. So you get a partial tax benefit, which which brings me to another point when you talk about itemizing deductions. I want to gloss over what are the typical itemized deductions. A lot of taxpayers that we call around that bubble of itemizing versus taking the standard deduction do something called bunching deductions. So let's say they tithe or they give away non-cash donations and they might give away a lot more of an even year. And then in the odd years, they don't give away as much to take the standard deduction. Same with paying your property taxes at times. You're a cash basis taxpayer. So you get the deduction when you either made the contribution or paid the real estate tax. So you mentioned a non-cash donation. So what if, um, you like charity events? That's one thing, doing auction items. How how does that play? And I know I know that's kind of a different different avenue. So maybe we save that one. For well, no, we can address it. Uh, that's fine. And you can maybe see my eyes rolling uh, through the microphone uh, right now. The boss had a lightsaber and just whacked me. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure my wife would enjoy, uh, she can envision, envision my eyes rolling. <laughs> so the thing is, if you don't, if you go to a charity event and you pay a significant amount of money to attend, a portion of that's going to be tax deductible. You have to reduce the economic value received. So most legitimate charities are going to, on your ticket, say it was a $500 a seat, the meal valued at $150, the deductible portion of this event is $350. So mm-hmm. it, you have to reduce that, the economic value received. Because it's, it's not a, again, it's not a one-to-one. You're not, come to, come to December, you're in an event, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to give away $10,000 and... I'm just going to pay $10,000 less in taxes anyway. Exactly. The tax flow versus cash flow. So itemized deductions, medical and dental expenses out of pocket, those that counts as an itemized deduction. But again, only the amount that exceeds seven and a half percent of your income, 10,000 up to $10,000 of state local income tax. Your mortgage interest is deductible as an itemized deduction. Does now there are some limitations. So definitely talk to your tax professional based on the amount of the mortgage, uh, in, in amount of that acquisition debt. For the vast, vast majority of people, they can deduct 100% of their mortgage interest. There are some people that have larger mortgages, $750,000 in general or more, that those are limited. Your gifts to charity in general are deductible, both cash and non-cash. There are some limitations for the gifts of charity based on your based on your just to gross income. And if you, similar to some of the other concepts we talk about in tax, if you gave away 70% of your taxable income and you itemize or adjusted gross income and you itemize and you can only deduct 50%, that additional charitable donation moves forward into the future. Another kind of fun one would be gambling losses. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to trigger some people. I'm sure if you didn't know that, honestly, I've never heard of this. So I'm, I, I do not gamble at all. 
Um, owning your own business is like gambling every day, but let, let's hear about this one. So with, ga- with gambling losses, gambling losses are deductible if you itemize your do- deductions only up to your gambling wins. Ooh. So that's a special, special thing. That's an, that's another an item, other itemized deductions. There are some other smaller, not not as well known itemized deductions to be uh, you know to be concerned with. So sure, but sure. yeah, and this is perfect. And honestly, I think this is perfect time to discuss this too, because it is towards the beginning of the year, right? Everybody wants to start off on the on the right foot. So this may be something to consider if, if y'all are into spring cleaning, right? So mm-hmm. you know, garage, garage sales come around. Um, donations come around, you start cleaning the house, getting rid of everything. So it's good that everybody understands this um, as we're going into it. So I think you did a great job of explaining that. that well, thank you. And let, as we wrap this up, let's just remember uh, charitable contributions and itemized deductions are reported on Schedule A. They help you only if you itemize your deductions instead of take standard the standard deduction. They help you by, based on your marginal tax rate. So again, if your marginal tax rate is 12% and you gave away $100, you'd reduce your tax by $12 if you itemize, okay? Tax strategy comes into play when bunching deductions into certain years so that most namingly those are going to be tithes, charitable contributions, taxes you pay. And make sure you take a look at your tax term. Should you file the Schedule A, have that discussion with your tax professional. Most tax software will lead you through a list of questions to determine if the itemizing is better than the standard. There are special rules for people that file married separately. And with the increased standard deduction due to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 and the limit on state and local income taxes, much, much, many, many less taxpayers are actually itemizing than before. Excellent. Excellent. And not to not to cut us short on this too, but I do want to mention it. Before we forget, um, obviously, this is a question that we pulled from one of our TTF members. Um, if, if y'all, as the listeners, have any questions, um, really anything across the tax board, please send them to us. Um, we love to hear them. Um, it may actually be on our schedule for a future show or as, you know, case in point with this one, we, we just kind of pulled it from the bank and, and we roll with it. Um, but please shoot those over. Social media is a great option. Um, you can always email them to hello at teachingtaxflow.com as well, too. Um, so Chris, do you, want, do you have anything else you want to add? To the this? last thing I want to add, you know, we love our statistics. I've mentioned the taxfoundation.org several times. Just to give you an idea, based on their statistics, their most recent study, 30.1% of households itemize their deductions. So remember I said mm-hmm. that many less are with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you shouldn't keep track of things. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be charitable or, or keep track of your deductions. Just to give you that, that tidbit. It was a great idea too, just to take a picture of, you know, your trunk full of bags. If you it, exactly. It never hurts. And we appreciate you again. Very. Uh, thank you for your open mindedness, your time. Please. We're doing this podcast for the, for you, the listeners to empower, to help legally and ethically reduce the tax you pay in your lifetime. Leave us a five-star review and please subscribe and follow the teaching tax flow podcast. And also check back on some of those previous podcasts. There might be something that piques your interest. Some great stuff. And I know we talk about a lot of the diagnosing and the color color coordinations, but the colors as far as marginal tax rates go, um, a lot of the differences between things like this. So your your standard itemized deductions is a good comparison. Plenty of content out there. So definitely, as Chris said, check those out and share them with your contacts. Thank you everybody for joining us once again. And we will see you next week as always. 